Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. This week, I've got two very special guests with me on the podcast. I have Tiffany Bestie and Sarah Clavon, who are here to talk about this Sunday is our children and youth are leading worship and doing the Christmas program. And you two ladies are kind of the ones making it happen. And so I thought it would be good to hear from them, get a little insight on what we might expect and uh, and how, how much work it takes to put this on, because uh, this is an incredible amount of work. And I, for one, love it, not just because it gives me a week off during Advent, which is great, um, but because I'm a mom as well, and my kids are part of it. And it's just, it brings me so much joy. So um, let's just start with when did you two start talking about, start planning, start working on uh, uh, what you were going to be doing for this Sunday? That's a good question. I know for sure. I know for sure it goes well back into before Trunk or Treat, because when Trunk or Treat is done, we start preparing after that, because this time of year goes very fast. So I don't remember the first conversation we had, probably August September. Yeah, I think as soon as vacation Bible school, school was over. over. Yeah, yeah. I start thinking about Christmas. Yeah, yep. she yeah. starts thinking about what songs we're going to sing, and I try to get her. Hopefully, by that point, a program so she has a gauge of what direction to go with mm-hmm. the songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's probably a lot of mental planning between VBS and Trunk or Treat, and then after Trunk or Treat, the probably the most challenging part about the program is we see the kids once a week. Right. So, right. so it's, you kind of have to spread it out over a long period of time because you get one hour once a week from the beginning of November to December 17th. And so you get, and there's Thanksgiving in there. So you get about five weeks ish of, ish of actually preparing with the kids. So they're always phenomenal. They do a great job. They have kind of become accustomed to what things will look like. So, um, that's kind of what's been happening here. Mm-hmm. We still incorporate lessons and activities, but Sarah, her music time is spent singing a lot of these songs while also singing other songs because you guys sang in church on like November right, right. 18th or something yeah. in there. So we still continue to do our normal activities, but also throw on top of it the preparation for the Christmas program. Which is really incredible because 605, like the programming of 605 is what, 35 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. So when we say an hour of preparation time a week, it's not even it's that. Not even that. No, but at least the kids have heard the songs and most of them they can find on YouTube or we can get lyrics out to them so that they can continue to prepare outside of church. I would say our big preparation group is our this year. It's our fifth and sixth graders because they are our actors and we spend they get they've had their scripts like probably since trunk or treat or maybe a week after trunk or treat my hope is always that they're at home spending some time on those but we we probably do a little less lesson with the fifth and sixth graders and a little more preparation for christmas just because they are the ones that are the the key players of this all and i find this year a little bit interesting this is kind of a small group of kids for us so we have most of our kids have doubled roles where they might be Joseph and a wise man or a wise man and a shepherd or you know something like that so they they have these particular kids have probably had twice as much to learn 
And we're pretty, we're pretty giving with them as we should be. We don't require that they memorize all of right. their lines because that would get to be a lot for them with the short amount of time we have. So it is more so just becoming comfortable with what they're saying so that when they get up in front of people, they can speak clearly and loudly and be prepared to do that. Anything on our singers? Well, I think you always hope that there's a song that every year no matter what the age group that they really really it clicks with them mm -hmm. and I mean every month you hope that there's a song that it really clicks with them and I think with each age group this year there is a song yeah. that they, that it they come in and they're just like oh let's do it mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. with the with the youngest age group this year for whatever reason I didn't think it was going to click with them, but I mean, the littlest ones come in, they're like, oh, let's do hoofbeats. And yeah. I'm like, Woo! Like, you know. <laughs> and then with the older ones, again, it was a brand new song to mm -hmm. me, but Jesus is here. I mean, they've just, they've really liked yeah. singing that yeah. one. Um, but it was new to me. So like every week I'm like going, all right, let's prep, Sarah, Jesus is here, you know, because usually Christmas songs, I really like to have it under my belt, you right. know, so. Well, and we have a couple of traditional ones in there, White yeah. Manger and yes, Angels you got We it. Have yes. Heard on High. So, so it's really good that they really learn a traditional yep. song yep. every year with the Christmas service because yep. um, it's, it's new to them. Right, right. I yeah. mean, it's not new to us, right. but it's really yeah. new to them. Yeah. And I think it's important. And a lot of times those yeah. songs have a lot of really great meaning in them. Mm -hmm. Like if you're actually listening to the lyrics, it's, you know, Away in a Manger is telling the story of Jesus's birth. Yeah. So like that's, that's great yeah. for them to learn in that way. And it connects with the people who are there. Right. In the, in the congregation yeah. watching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing I will mention is uh, last week, someone lifted up in our prayer time that they got to church a little late and they're like, there wasn't a place to park. And that was last week. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I would <laughs> mention for this week is uh, the earlier you get yeah. here, the closer you'll get to park um, because I foresee us having a full house. Yep. Um, what time are the kids supposed to be here? Well, really for the kids. So the youth kids also are the ones that actually um, host the service. So our youth kids, we're probably going to have them be here if they're ushering or greeting or depending on what their role is, 9.30, 9.45, hopefully not much later than that for any of them. Um, and they're the ones that lead the service that day, which is kind of, and I think that they actually really like that. They they kind of maybe try to pretend like they don't, but I think that they actually really do enjoy it. And we have them singing a song again this year. We did it, tw we did two years ago, we had the youth sing a song and I thought it was great. Um, I feel like we didn't last year though, have just the youth sing, or was that a, a major throne? Was that last year? I don't remember, but the youth are singing as well. <laughs> I can't remember what you, I don't know. Everything kind of blurs yeah. together. Honestly. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It does year after year, what exactly yeah. everybody did. Um, but they're singing as well. So that's, that's good. So youth will be here earlier. Kids themselves can preschool through sixth grade there. None of them will actually come up till after offering. We're okay. going to do offering. We'll do children's message and then we'll do their little script play part of it. So they will sit with their parents for half of the service and then they'll come up front for the rest of that okay. so they can come with their parents at maybe not maybe five minutes earlier than their normal time just to make sure they can get a spot in the church and in the parking lot again I think that's that's going to be a big yeah. thing this yeah. year because we always have family that comes to you know watch their kids and grandkids and yep. nieces and nephews come and 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 I love that 
that um, we have the youth leading the service. Yeah. And um, again, not just selfishly because it means I'm not, um, but, but because I think it's really important for them to have that experience, mm-hmm. but also for our church to see. Right. Um, so, so this would maybe be something that, that I've heard here and there. Um, you know, people say, Oh, it's the children's program. I'm not, that's not real church. I'm not going to go that day. What, what would be your response to someone who might have that viewpoint? Um, and they're thinking maybe I won't go to church on Sunday since it's the kids and youth. Well, I would say we take the real service that pastor Katie puts in planning center and we go off of that like our youth kids lead us through all of the normal elements of a church service there's going to be hymns there's going to be a call to worship there's going to be an offering and a prayer and all of that the kids program part is the sermon and there is a message as part of the program and there is scripture as part of the program so really we won't do as good of a job as pastor katie does every sunday it'll just be a different version of what Pastor Katie does. So it really is very much a normal Sunday service just with the kids providing it and they provide very much what we offer every Sunday. So that's what I would say. Agree? And we're still going to sing some songs up front and we're going to have, I think part, I think part of our worship team is helping to lead those. Oh yeah. 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 And, and we, when, when I work with the kids, I really, explain to them that they're worship leaders yeah and that they're helping other people experience god in a way that um it's just a little bit different but they're leading that singing and you know in november they led the doxology mm-hmm. and i thought it was beautiful, beautiful. yep um, and they took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a beautiful, beautiful job. Well, and I would say on top of it, this is just a really easy way to support the kids. Absolutely. All, yeah. mm-hmm. all that is expected of the adults is to come and sit in a pew and clap and smile and mm-hmm. be reassuring. Because for these kids that are getting up in front of a congregation, we all know that can be incredibly mm-hmm. intimidating. So I tell them all the time, preschool up through high school, all the people want to see is you do your thing and they are going to be so proud of you no matter how it is that this goes. And so coming just to support them, I think is incredibly important. Yeah. Cause I mean, think of it, if you flip it around, you know, how, how might the children and youth feel if you don't come right if the sanctuary were empty <laughs> if it were empty it would feel sad. like this was not something that was valuable right. or important. Right. So again, um, that was just always surprising to me that that's come out a few times that I've mm-hmm. heard that, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to go to that one. And I, and to me, you nailed all of the reasons. One, it is worship. Mm-hmm. This is a worship service and we treat it that way. And the youth and children treat it that yeah. way. But also this is our opportunity to invest in them and to show them how important and that they are a part of the church and a valid part of the church. And the way that they rise up to lead is really important. Um, and so I do hope that our church comes out uh, for this Sunday in particular. And if you do, what do we have following worship? So following worship, we are having a brunch as we did last year, which was great. It was just, I think almost everybody that went to church came down and had brunch last year. And it's a great way to socialize, fellowship with each other. Um, You get to see and talk with and maybe congratulate all of the kids on the job that they did. 
Um, and it's all being provided. I mean, we've we've got all the items already brought in by everybody. We're gonna have some egg yes. bakes. I and, did remember um, the eggs. So. Good, good job. That was we will have eggs. <laughs> um, cinnamon rolls, <laughs> fresh baked items. It's it's just gonna be very nice. And again, all you have to do is come down and eat. So the expectation on Sunday morning is very limited for most everyone to come to a church service led by the kids and then go downstairs and eat food. And for the parents. Your kids don't have to get here all that early. No, no. You just have to get them here. Yep. And then you don't even have to worry about lunch. Right. It's great. It's like the best of all the worlds. It's the best <laughs> of all the worlds. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, what would you say is your favorite part of doing this? Because this is, I'll be honest, in, in all of the jobs I've had in churches over the years, I have never been the one responsible for a Christmas program. And that's fairly intentional um, because it seems super stressful to me. Um, but I know the two of you, this is much more in your wheelhouse, but I would be curious to know what, what makes you excited about it? What are the joys that you see in doing, in doing this work? Well, this year in particular, I think it's been um, with the youngest kids, the song just seeing them own it mm -hmm. and um and then with the older kids um month after month they just seem to love um singing and worshiping in church that part is great yeah. but my favorite part of the service is singing go tell it on the mountain we were practicing last night with worship team i got a little carried away I forgot there's only three verses i started playing verse four there is no verse four in any universe um just saying i agree though i think by the time we get to go tell it on the mountain i'm almost teary-eyed probably a little bit because it's done <laughs> and a kind yeah. of a sense of relief <laughs> like, okay, we made it. <laughs> but also when it's everybody's up there because it's the youth and all the kids up there singing and the congregation is singing it's like this final hurrah of yeah. just really mm -hmm. great yeah. so I would I would say go tell it on the mountain is awesome and I would say that in general like Katie said it I think as this is like the seventh year I've done one Sarah joined three years ago I know my first year I was in super stress mode from trunk or treat until yeah the production yeah but over the years every year it comes together and so mm -hmm. I've just gotten to the point right now where I say to myself Tiff it's going to be fine it's going to come together and it's going to be awesome and it is so I I think that that's what I appreciate so much is that these kids really do just kind of embrace it and they want to do it well and whenever we do it it always goes really really good better than I expect sometimes but every year it goes really well awesome awesome <clears throat> and I have the unenviable task of having to follow up with it uh the next week <laughs> um so yeah that'll be fun <laughs> um so that's coming this this Sunday the 17th so we are going to be doing um Christianity 101 we're moving that upstairs into the confirmation room this week um as they prep for the brunch that's following worship we're going to be talking about divorce which doesn't feel like it's congruous with what <laughs> the rest of the day is but uh we I take I take requests for topics and that's one that that um is is always one that people are 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 wrestling with or ch are are struggling with or um, wanting to talk about how do we wrestle with the words of Jesus and how we understand the realities of of marriage and divorce and so we're going to be talking about that 8 30 Sunday morning then we have worship led by our children and youth following 
and then a brunch following. So not our normal fellowship time up in the lounge, but down in our Wesley Hall, our main fellowship hall. That's where that'll be. And then uh, I just want to throw a few other things out there at you. So the following Tuesday night, the 19th, that will be our Blue Christmas service. Uh, we have uh, started working with the UCC Church. We worked with them in VBS this year, and that went phenomenally, phenomenally, phenomenally well can I say that mm -hmm. it went very well <laughs> and so we've decided to keep working together on some of these special services and so the blue Christmas service will actually be hosted at the UCC church this year and they are also hosting a meal beforehand at six uh, if you're interested in going to the meal they would love to have you they would love to get kind of an idea of numbers so they make sure they have enough I believe they're doing sort of a soup uh, meal. Um, just let me know if you're planning to attend. If you don't let me know, you can still attend. Um, but that's happening Tuesday the 19th. Meal at six o'clock, service at seven o'clock at the UCC Church. That's the one by the community library uh, or where the banquet is, which we are doing the banquet, by the way, after Christmas on December 28th. The sign-up sheets are now in the uh, the Lobby. Lobby. Thank you. That's mm -hmm. the word. Um, and so you can sign up either to volunteer or to bring items or both. Um, those are there. Thank you to everybody for um, doing the angel tree this year. All of our gifts have been turned in and have been boxed up and are on their way to their destination. Uh, thank you to Tom and Jane Gilmore for um, being the ones who transport the gifts and get them to the kids of Milk's Camp. Uh <laughs> Christmas Eve is a busy day here at the church, and you are invited to, to worship with us that day. That morning, we'll be having our uh, regular Sunday worship at 10 a.m., because that's the fourth Sunday of Advent. Um, it's a little bit different this year, but the way Advent works is that the four Sundays of Advent are the four Sundays prior to Christmas Day, and Christmas is on Monday, which means the fourth Sunday of Advent is Christmas Eve. So that morning, we will be doing the fourth Sunday of Advent and finishing up our series on heaven and earth, and then um, we will have two Christmas Eve services that evening, one at 4.30 and the other one at 7. And those are both our candlelight services that you are invited to come to and celebrate and worship with us um, there. We do not have a Christmas Day service. Um, that's not a regular practice of our church. Uh, we hope that you spend that day uh, celebrating the birth of Christ with your loved ones if you are able to do so. So Tiffany and Sarah, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. And if you are interested in being a part of the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Uh, I am looking to put together a schedule for the podcast for the coming year and would love to have more guests on it. I just feel like uh, it's better to hear from all of you and for you to hear from each other than always just listening to me. And so if that's something that you might be interested in, or you have someone that you would love to hear on the podcast, please let me know. And I will reach out to them and get them on the schedule. And if you'd love to hear more from these two, <laughs> let me know that as well. Uh, so with that, I can't wait to see you in worship with us this Sunday as our children and youth lead us in their Christmas program. Until next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Going On. We'd love to have you join us for worship here at the church on Sundays at 10 a.m. You can also find us online via our website at firstumcyankton.org 
or search for us on YouTube.